Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Today's amazing guest is an author, one of our American heroes as a veteran, Jen Garrett. How are you doing, Jen? Hey, thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited to chat with you today. Yeah, I was so excited. Uh, you know, we got connected by uh, Brian Shulman, so thank you, Brian, for that. But also, uh, I-, I-, I need to tell everybody, you have to pick up this book. Uh, you know, pre- preparing for the interview... Uh, I saw that Jen's coming out with a book, uh, Move the Ball. So, Jen, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and Move the Ball and tell us how, about your podcast, which is also called Move the Ball. Thank you. Yeah, and first shout out to Brian as well. And we all know that networking connections are great. So I appreciate our connection through Brian. And yeah, so I wrote a book called Move the Ball, which kind of started this whole Move the Ball movement. The book was all about how you take American football principles and apply them off the field to be successful, not only in business, because there's so many books out there that talk about sports to business. It was how do you apply these things holistically in your life, whether it's something you're looking to do in your career, in your life, or in the business context. And so throughout the book, I talk about some common things that a lot of people discuss when it comes to team sports, hard work, teamwork, discipline, but that's just the surface. There's so many other lessons that football can teach us about, for example, recognizing the blitz, being aware of the blind side, looking at getting the next first down, thinking before we punt, all of these concepts that we can apply beyond the game and apply them to our lives, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what situation, so that we can navigate and move the ball forward yeah no and one of the first uh pieces that that i really enjoyed was how about checking your ego and yes you know that to me that's been a deal breaker for me is when uh you know i had to check my ego a lot more and once i remove my ego out of the things i do i I see myself being more successful you know our ego can help us a lot but uh it it also does so how does it help you? Uh, How'd you come up with the the concept of this book? I know you're heavily involved in, in American football. Yeah, so I came up with the the concept because so I live in Chicago. I've lived uh, all over through my career and educational stuff, but I grew up in Chicago and I was a Chicago Bears fan, right? Like many Chicagoans and uh, the 85 Bears team is a team that uh, Chicagoans love to continue to think about even to this day. And so growing up as a kid watching that team um, in the early 80s and then when the Super Bowl, I mean, I just fell in love with the game. And, um, and so I just have always been a fan of the sport, a student of the game. I went to a Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers game back in 2011. It was the NFC Championship at Soldier Field. It was like 17 degrees out, and there we were. And it's always colder in the stadium when your team is losing, right? When when your team is winning, you're moving around, you're cheering. So anyway, it's very cold. And it was fourth quarter. The Bears were still in the game. And they had the ball, and so uh, they were driving down the field, and it ended up being a fourth down. So the Bears took a timeout. Lovey Smith was the coach of the time, called the timeout. And so during that break, I was thinking about how we have fourth down moments in our own lives, and we need to think about 
are we going to go for it or are we going to punt? And if we're going to go for it, what plays are you going to run? Just like, you know, the Bears had to think Mm -hmm. about what play they were going to run, right? And so I had this idea about this book. And so the Bears didn't end up getting that fourth down conversion. They ended up losing the game. The Packers went on to win the Super Bowl. And I had this idea for the book. And so after the game on the way home, I was living in Grand Rapids, Michigan at the time. So it's about a three hour drive from Soldier Field. So I was just jotting down all these ideas and all these lessons that football had taught me. And that was kind of the event or the moment that got me started on the journey. Wow, that's incredible. Because I, I know, you know, a part of your, your your executive coaching practice is also talking about elevate your hustle. So, you know, yes. that, that, that moving and continuing to grow and, and, you know, let's take a step back because I, I, I'm not sure how many people know what you do. So I want to explain that Jen is also a lawyer. She's an army. You know, she, she has a career in the military. She, and, you know, among the other things. Oh, and oh, and what was it? How many children, you know, that, that, that she has? So this is somebody who really, you know, pays attention to what she does and is also so detailed being able to lift others up. And could you tell us a little bit about that? How did you get to where you're at now? Yeah, so I never thought I would be on the path that I'm on. I thought I would always be in corporate. I wanted to be a Fortune 500 CEO, so big, ambitious goal. And so I, I worked, 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 just like most people that want to climb the corporate ladder and thought that was the path. And then in 2016, that all changed. Uh, My mom called me. I saw the phone ring and I said, I'm too busy. I'll call her back later. That phone call, she was letting me know that my dad had passed away very unexpectedly, no warning. Um, And so it came as a surprise, a shock to, to all of us. And I started thinking about, well, what am I so busy doing that I couldn't have answered that phone call? And I realized that, you know, when you pass, the world keeps moving, whether you're in it or not. And so I was thinking about all of these things that I've been doing in my career, all these bullet points that I've been putting on that resume, the seven degrees. I have five kids, by the way, Um, but the seven degrees, you know, I used to work on multi-billion dollar transactions, things that people would say, wow, that's an impressive resume. But reality is when it's my turn to leave the earth, who's going to care about that? Nobody. So I thought, what what is the legacy that I want to leave behind? And I had written the Move the Ball book and people started gravitating this, towards this concept of moving the ball forward every single day. It wasn't just about football. It was about forward motion. It was about no matter what you had going on every single day, you just had to move it a little bit forward, right? They talk about how football is a game of inches, right? Like just move that dang thing an inch, a foot, a yard, get a touchdown, whatever, just keep moving forward. And that's what you should focus on. No matter what happens every single day, we control what we can control and we move it forward. So that's kind of the the movement and seeing how people gravitated towards this. I was like, that's the thing. Cause people would call me up and they'd be like, Hey Jen, I heard somebody say, move the ball. And I thought of you. Right. And I was like, really? And so, yeah, that really got me thinking of, well, this is, this is the legacy. And so what I do today, I know this is a long answer to your question, but what I do today is uh, I really do consulting and coaching around business strategy and branding. So how do you take your brand and position that brand to attract the opportunities you want? Whether you're a corporate professional looking to navigate your career, how do you brand yourself and market yourself and communicate your value that differentiates you from other people out there? If you're a company, again, how do you take that 
brand or those products and their brands and position them to attract the customer base and drive revenue growth that you want. And then same thing with the professional athletes that I work with. How do they leverage their brands as professional athletes and maybe their nonprofits? And how do they position those things to attract the clientele or the audience that they want, that kind of a thing? Yeah, no, so it's a, it's a fine balance. I mean, right, even with sports, uh, it's a fine balance. So our offensive or defensive linemen need to be on the right balance and a quarterback mm-hmm. needs to throw in the right way. So how do you find your piece in finding the right balance for you? Because you definitely have a, a full plate with all the things that you do. Yeah, people will always say, Jen, you're the busiest person I know. That's not a compliment, by the way. Like, that just means you have a lot going on. And how I find that peace and that balance is by being intentional with the things that I say yes to. I say no to a lot more things that I say yes to because we all have the same amount of time. We all have different circumstances. Some people are single, no kids. Other people are single parents like myself that have kids. And so the amount of free time is different for all of us. The amount of demands that are placed on our time is different. But whatever that available time is, it's about saying no to the things that don't serve a purpose for you that aren't the priority for today or for this week and making sure that you are carving out time just for yourself and your family. Just, I mean, there's, there's two different schools of thought in this world. There's some people that say you got to hustle and grind and be up at 4 a.m. and go to bed at midnight and just work, 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 right? And there's other people, and this is the school of thought that I subscribe to, is it doesn't matter what time you wake up. It's all about what you choose to do in the hours that you're awake. So making sure you're being productive with the time that you're spending on your work tasks, whether you're in a company or you work for yourself or whatever. And then also carving out time for you and the things that matter to you, the relationships, the people, the interests. It's not all about the hustle and the grind. That's important. And I work like I work all the time, but I'm also intentional. And that balance is so important. And you and I have talked before about mental health. I mean, you've got to make time for just yourself and to relax for your mental sanity and your mental health. Yeah, no, that, that is the most important part is, is finding that balance in, in whatever you do. Uh, because I know you, you also support the, the mad pride and, and talking about mental health. Uh, could you explain to people who might not know what that is? Because, you know, while it's a, it's a great movement, uh, not everybody knows about it. And, and I enjoy talking about it. Yeah, in the Move the Ball book, there are eight elements that I say separate an elite player or a great leader from the rest out there. And so that acronym is Mad Pride. And the M in Mad Pride stands for mental toughness. And so we know that you've got to be mentally sound, mentally strong when it comes to being successful in whatever area you're, you're looking at. I mean, it's tough out there, especially in today's environment, right? There's so many negative things going on. The economy is not in the best state. So there's a lot of distraction and you can allow those things to affect your mental health and wellness. And so you really need to place an emphasis on what are the things that I should be doing so that I can be mentally strong. And it's okay to struggle. We all have struggles. We all have challenges that may compromise that mental toughness. And it's a matter of being aware of that and saying, you know what, I need to carve out some time and make this a priority because mental health is such an important thing. And it's really neat to see how the culture today has changed where it accepts people to raise their hand and say, hey, I'm struggling. I need help. I'm not okay." And I think it's important for you see a lot of celebrities and influencers coming out and sharing their stories. And that's important because it helps other people feel like, hey, if those public figures can do it, then I can have the courage to say that I need help, too. 
Yeah, that's the most important part is to say that uh, and, and to know that in your own life, to, to make that awareness. And, you know, that's why when I read the chapter about recognizing the blitz, uh, you know, I'm currently going through a bunch of things, you know, personal work, balance. It's all the balance, you know, seeing the blitz. But because of the training, the mental training that I've done for myself, I'm able to pick up the blitz a lot better. I'm able to be aware of my own feelings so that way I, I could pick it up and see what I have to do. You know, you still have to do shopping, taking care of the kids and all those other things, no matter what life throws at you. How do you recognize and pick up the blitz? Or, or could you talk to people about it? Because I'd like them to pick up the book, but also recognize what to do. Sure. Yeah. So there's a chapter called recognize the blitz and what the blitz means for us in our context is first of all, it's about awareness. Just like we mentioned earlier, you have to be aware of not only yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, but you also need to be, I analogize people to being the quarterback on their life's field. So as you're out there on the field, you need to know who is on the team with you, who's on your offense, right? But who is also on the other side of the line of scrimmage? So what people, what circumstances might be limiting your forward progress? Meaning, I mean, if you're a business owner, who's your competition out there, right? If you are a Let's say you have a corporate job and, of course, most people want to advance in their career and broaden their scope of responsibility. Who else might be out there that's trying to compete for those jobs? So you need to know who else is around from a competitive landscape standpoint, but also just know who are the other actors out there. So in a corporate setting, as an example, uh, you have teams that you work with, cross-functional teams is a buzzword, right? So you're working with different com- or different people and different organizations and stuff. Are all of those people aligned to your objectives, right? They may not be. They might have competing objectives, so they're not 100% with you out there, right? They're there, but they're trying to do their thing. So you need to know who are who might be engaged in activities that might be limiting your forward progress. Yeah, that's incredible because knowing that and being able to figure out what, what you – and then also then finding the resources – you know, like in football sense, you know, you'd want to have your running back to make sure when there's a blitz coming, you know, you want to make sure that they stay back to help you kind of manage that piece of that. Right. And the other thing I would say, too, and in the book I share, I think it's chapter 10 is the recognize the blitz um, chapter. But sometimes I learned earlier in my career how not everybody wants to see you succeed and see you personally advance. And I know you've read the book, so you've read some of the personal stories about how I had a boss that was very unethical in some of her choices. And I just never towards me specifically. And I never just knew that people could be that way. I, I was just naive. And so that experience really opened up my eyes that, hey, not everybody out there wants to see you succeed. And so you need to also be aware that those people exist, unfortunately, right? And how do you navigate situations when dealing with them? And sometimes you do get knocked down, right? Just like on a football field during a blitz. And so it's about, well, you have to pick yourself back up and you keep going. Right, which leads into another chapter that you had about being blindsided. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I know for me, that was the idea that kind of set me a- along my path a couple of years ago when I tried to commit suicide. It, it was because I was blindsided uh, yet again with, with some things. And I, I, I just sank to it until I was able to rise, eventually rise from it. And, and, and you know, a lot of people, that, that happens uh, in life all the time. We get blindsided. We see things differently because we haven't been looking or we haven't been able to pick up that blitz. But 
how do how do you become be I guess how do you become more aware uh, to not be blindsided in, in life? It's a great question because the, the term blindsided means kind of you didn't see it coming, right? And so I mean, you can try to help reduce the number of occasions that you might be blindsided just by being more aware. However, there are things that are going to happen that are unforeseen. That's life. Life can be harmful to you. They can be hurtful. I mean, it's just, there's so many things that can, I mean, who would have predicted that we're going through what we're going through now in the economy? Just as an example, there are some people that'll say, I saw it coming. Did you really see it coming to this level? You know, there's been people talking about how, you know, the the market as an example um, is due for a correction. Okay. But we've seen quite a bit of a drastic decline. So these things are blindside events when you have, or like an unexpected death in the family, right? Or a divorce or something like, sometimes those things, you just don't see them coming. And so how do you handle that? It's okay to get knocked down, to be blindsided. It's all about what do you do as a result of that? Because we can't control what always happens in the environment around us, but we can control how we respond. The other thing I think is important, we talked about how you find balance and, and how it's important to take a break. You know that I have a new book coming out November called Dominate the Game, How Life Changes When You Show Up. In there, there's a chapter called Call the Time Out. It's important to take the time out, especially if you've been blindsided, and process through the emotions that you're feeling. Don't remain stuck there, but carve out some time to let yourself go through that process and heal or you know just take a break so that way you can reset, recharge, and then get back to where you need to go. Yeah, and I think that's really important for everybody. So even when you do get blindsided, figure out how to get back y- yourself back up. Because that was right. my challenge is uh, I didn't see all the resources. So also look for resources that you might have had or might not have realized. Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes getting blindsided, you also then realize, who, which, again, when you're talking about teammates, which teammates are really out there for, to help you and which teammates are on the team but maybe not fully uh, rowing in the same way or blocking in, in, in the same way in football. And the other thing I would say is that I think it's important to have the courage to ask for help. A lot of times people don't want to ask for help for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's ego. Sometimes it's being embarrassed. Or But asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's actually, it takes a strong person to say, hey, I, I need help with something. Whether it's in the workplace with a job, I don't know the answers to this, or it's something else that you're struggling on the mental side. Order, but ask for help because people can't help you if they don't know that you need it. And that's, that's also giving people permission to then also give you that, that safe space because that's the one thing, the one lesson I've learned or many of the lessons I've learned is when somebody says, oh, you, how are you feeling? And most people just say, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, when I'm not fine, I know for me, I now say, I'm not fine today. This is what's going on. I'll get through it because now I know I have the right resources but it's okay to say it's not fine. It's okay to say, hey, we got to punt. And, you know, we're in a situation we can't get out of other than by punting. Yeah, great, great point. I think giving yourself that permission to to open up to people is an important mental thing you need to train yourself that, hey, I can share this. It's okay to let people know. Don't just say the standard answer. Hey, I'm good today. If you're not, let people know so they can help you or give you other resources. But people cannot help you if they do not know that you need help. We'll be back in a moment. Fabrizio, is this thing on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike is hot. Do me a favor. Let's hit the theme music right now. We got to talk about season four, okay? 
Okay. All right, good. Here we go. In three, two. Welcome to the commercial for the launch cast. We are back for season four, and I am here to share this news with you. It's the launch dad himself, George Andriopoulos, and I'm coming at you right now to tell you that we are back. Season four is underway. Every single Monday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern time, you can catch us as we premiere new episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, all the usual places and more. We're going to have a great time, guys. We're talking leadership, business, life, and growth, and we are doing the usual deep dive interviews, the usual unconventional journeys to leadership. We are talking about important topics. Why? Because we have to. That's the goal of this show. Join us every single Monday morning, guys. Thank you for listening. Now back to the podcast you were listening to. Another great show brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. You're listening to Peace, Love, and Bring It Back with me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky. Not everybody's always pulling for you. Uh, you know, there's, there's a few people who will really want to listen to you, and then there's a lot of people who just are there to, to add to a story. Oh, do you know what's going on with, with Dave's life or, or, or things like that? Um, and that's why just keep moving that, that story and readjusting, you know, your game plan, right? As you're moving through the game plan of life, how you adjust and how you're able to deal with the different conditions that, that, that you're faced. How do you do, deal with some of those conditions? Yeah, it's all about remembering that you can't control a lot of things that happen in life, but you can always control your response, your actions, your your attitude, your effort, people, people in sports like to say. But you have control of those things, so you need to focus on the things that you have influence over that you can effectuate the actions you can take and realize that I think especially in the last couple of years with COVID, we've seen all kinds of uncertainty and the things have changed. So you just have to remain open to change and adaptable and flexible and realize that things aren't always going to go as planned. We know that, right? And so you just got to look at, okay, if something didn't, an outcome didn't happen the way I want, how do I learn from it? And then where do I need to pivot so that I can continue to make progress in whatever direction I'm looking to go? Yeah. When you have your game plan or, you know, if things didn't work out right, you have to figure out why, uh, you know, again, uh, right. Al- Albert Einstein said doing the same thing over and over again, expecting di- uh, different results is the definition of insanity. But it's that analyzing what went wrong. What, what, and because even when things when you even when you win, you, you still want to look at what what caused you to do that. You know, was it just luck? Did, did you know, the, the immaculate reception happen and, you know, that, that just came down or it was it a game plan that is meant to build success uh, in the long in the long run? And it's a great point. And I think the other thing, too, is the people that you have around you help you to pivot if they're the right people, right? You want to make sure, like, who are the people in my circle? They don't have to necessarily be in your team, meaning on a day-to-day, like, you are counting on them to get a task done for you. But they're the people that you 
communicate with that influence kind of your business decisions or your personal life that you kind of your confidence, right? The people that you lean to, to get advice or to get mentorship, like those people, are they the right people that you should have on that personal board of directors is, is what I like to call it. And other people, other executives that I used to work with in corporate would refer to it that way. And so it's like, who's on your board of directors? You know, Do you have the right circle of people that are on that? How do we pivot? How do we adjust? How do we adapt? Or are they closed-minded people that are that are kind of stuck in their ways you know, and are resistant to change? Because we know that that model is not the way to really continue to be successful and to move the ball. Yep. No, definitely. Uh, and so, uh, move move the ball. And there's not only your book, but a podcast, and you, yes. you you have so many guests. I mean, you're you've been doing it for two, over two and a half years, and mm-hmm. uh, so it, it really is a is a mindset. It's not only just a a catchy phrase for a book, and, and it sounds like you do a lot of moving the ball and and teaching people how to move the ball from where they're at to where they, you know, where they, they, they choose to be or they, their, their goal to be. How are some of the, what were some ideas that you could just offer to people just generally how to start moving the ball? Like, you know, sometimes we just feel like we're stuck. I, I, there's no way I could beat the 85 bears uh, we shared. How, how would you uh, approach the 85 bears if you had a problem like that? Well, I mean, first off, so I'm going to take it off the field for just a second, Mm but clarity and people talk about clarity all the time, but it's so important. Like, are you clear on where you want to go? Right. There are so many people that don't know. So that's the first step, like understanding what are those things that are important to you and set those goals. I mean, it sounds so basic, but people don't even do that basic step. So be clear on what are the things that you're trying to achieve? Once you have that, then for people that feel stuck because of a time problem, like, oh, I don't have time to do that. Really, you're not prioritizing those things. So when you look at, so in my new book, I have a chapter called Manage the Game Clock. We know in sports, it's all about, I mean, winning games sometimes comes down to how effectively they've managed the clock time in that second half, in that fourth quarter specifically. And so how are you managing? You have 1,440 minutes every day. How are you managing those things? Are you saying yes to the right things and no to the things that are not serving the goals you're trying to achieve? Now, people could say, well, conceptually, that sounds great, job, Jen, but I have a job, right? So my boss makes me do X, Y, and Z, so I don't have time to do these other things. Okay, well, then I would challenge those people feeling that way to think about all the tasks you have in the workplace are the things that are on your calendar the things that are really progressing you towards those work goals. If they're not, then you need to have the conversation with the right people. And hopefully you have a work culture that allows for that kind of conversation to say, hey, I don't think this is the efficient way to do this. We should reassess, do we really need to have these meetings? Or if you're on, I mean, I worked in big Fortune 50 companies. So there's a ton of people on these meetings that I'll be on. Do you need to be one of them? Right. If not, communicate to that person. Hey, I don't really think I bring value to this discussion. I have some other things I need to do. If you really need me for something, I can circle back with you if something comes up. Right. So like have the courage to say no to the things that might not be aligned with the goals that you're looking to achieve. So that's from a work setting. Then outside of work, look at the calendar that you have. Right. What are you saying yes to? If you have your favorite TV show, great. Don't cancel that because that's your that's your balance, right? But what are the other things that you're doing? Are you just outside of watching your one hour or what of the show? What else are you doing in that time? Are you just putzing around on your phone? 
Could you be doing something else with that time? So it's really about looking at the 24 hours in the day and how are you allocating that time? Now, I will say it's also important from a mental health standpoint to schedule in those things, put it on your calendar, the things that you want to do for fun, of interest, for your mental health, plan that into your schedule and manage the other time around it and say no to things that might fill that time that you could then use that that block for something else that's more productive. Yeah, no, I love that the time management, and that's where uh, a lot of people get stuck, and they think they're on the same timeline as you or I, or you know, that if you have you know all these books coming out, and I, I'm pushing out a book, you and I are on two different time schedules. That's where I always go back to that yes. the, the journey, the on the path. I could be walking alongside you at a different pace than what you where you're at, because it's also we're not at this isn't a race, this isn't Correct. a game clock in that. We don't know what our game clock is, right? Because, you know, we have lots of different, I don't know when the game is going to be over. But there's mm-hmm. also the, the time that we expect and how we use that. That's that, that time management piece that's really valuable. And also give yourself permission. I really love that because, you know, check your ego. We, we, we talk about mm-hmm. that is really not only checking your ego in your expectations, because if you've not been doing you know, a lot of entrepreneurs start out that way or even podcasters start out, well, I don't have a big audience. Yeah, but how long did it take you to work that audience? And it's all about the time and effort that you put into it. Right. Well, it's all about consistency. You've got to be consistent at whatever it is you're doing. I mean, I have a my podcast, you know, when I like I just finished season three of it and the audience that I have today is greater than the audience I had day one, right? And the guests that I've had on the show, you know, I have a lot of NFL uh guests on the show. The first season I didn't have that many guys currently playing in the league. I had some former players. I had other people. I had a couple of guys that that were currently playing, but it's all about being, it's, it's consistently showing up to whatever it is you're doing. And that's actually why I wrote this next book was I wanted people to think about how are they showing up every day? Are you showing up the right way and in a manner that's going to help you to move forward? So many people think that if my calendar has a ton of meetings on it and I'm busy, that I'm making progress. You can't confuse busyness with productivity, right? And so, and just always being in motion doesn't mean you're moving forward. Are you moving forward on the right things? And that's the important thing is making sure that the the tasks and the activities that you have on your calendar and that you have on your to-do list are the, the right things that align with what your priorities are for the day and for the week. For example, I could have five things on there that are important, but the the objective I'm trying to reach, that's not due for a month. But then why are you working on them now? You should work on those things later because you might have something else that you could fill that time with for a more critical need. And so that's what managing your game clock is about. And when you do that too, that also alleviates stress. Like if you don't need something to turn something in for another month, usually I'm I'm over-exaggerating my example, but if you don't need to turn something in for another month, then don't worry about it today. Worry about the things you need to get done this week and don't stress about, because what happens is you've built in time to get those tasks done. You're stressing about the other stuff you have to get done this week. Push those five things out to next week or the week after and worry about the important things today on the calendar. Yep, and and that's also being more present. I know that's one of the things I always talk about. To find that mental clarity, be present when you know you know, when the, when people tell me I have 50 things to do, I go, that's way too many things to do. Give me one or two things. Much like in a game plan, uh, you wouldn't, in football, you wouldn't have, you might have a list of, of plays, but you wouldn't do them all at once, right? You need to do it in an order, and there's a reasoning 
be behind your game plan. Right. Yeah. A few years back, I created this planner. It's a very simple planner. It's got a motivational quote for every day in a 30 day period. And then it's got a list and you're supposed to write down your top five things that you need to get done that day. And if you did those five things and you would say, yep, I moved the ball today. So those are the five critical things that you need to work on. Everything else that needs to get done, if you get it done, great. If not, it's no big deal. But the five things, right? Like those are the things you're going to prioritize. It's not about having 20 or 50 to your point, right? Just pick a few things that are the most important. Prioritize the activities that need to get done to accomplish those things. And then if you get them done and you have more time, you work on the other things. Right. You can, you can always add things. Uh, and that's what I say. <clears throat> that's why I, I, I always say don't even have more than three things, three goals for the, you know, for the day. Because, and then you can always add to that, right? You can, it can always move. That doesn't mean you're only doing three things. It just means those are the goals. And sometimes it might be just getting out of bed. If that's one of your, you know, a, a serious goal, because you're going through a bunch of things, that's an acceptable goal that uh, yes. we always talk about. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that because goals don't have to be grandiose things. You know, you just have to look at what are the things that I can say I need to do today. And if I did these things, I'm going to feel proud of myself today, right? Like that's what you need to focus on. And it doesn't matter if it's a big thing, a little thing. The other thing that's important is take credit for those things. Like give yourself a pat on the back, right? Or treat yourself to something, not every day, depending on your finances, but, you know, like just make sure that you're recognizing and celebrating yourself for doing those things. When you do that, then you're going to be happier. You're going to be more excited. You're going to be more motivated to want to continue to do more of those things every day because you're seeing the progress and you won't be feeling stuck. That's a great way to, to do that. And, and that is a great way to dig yourself out of whatever uh, you, you fall behind on. You know? mm -hmm. So we, we definitely have moved the ball a little bit today. Uh, and when is your, your next book coming out? It's coming out November 11th. Uh, like I said, it's called Dominate the Game. And so it is a compliment to move the ball and the move the ball movement. Okay. can't I can't wait to for it to come out and uh, add to that. Now, obviously, this is called Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. What are some of the things that bring you some peace and love? My family, for sure. Um, I'm a sports girl, so I love to watch sports. My sports teams specifically don't always bring me peace, <laughs> per se, but they bring me enjoyment. And, you know, it's kind of my me time, right? So I would say sports and then, you know, just spending time with the family. I think as we get older, we tend to realize how short life can be and it's important to prioritize relationships. Um, and, and so for me, that's a big thing is, you know, you can, you can always make more money. You can always keep yourself busy, but at what cost? And so for me, that cost is very important. So I, like I said earlier, I say no to a lot of things because the cost is not worth the benefit that I could potentially get from a monetary standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's excellent, and uh, so uh, and bring a bat. Uh, I, I'd love to hear, even though uh, you're more football, but it's all about that balance. So uh, you know, yes. I don't care which way. What makes allows you to find the sweet spot using my my references, but uh, to in the balance, you know, to know those non negotiables in your in your own life. Well, it starts with the clarity, right? Knowing like what your goals are, what are your values? What's important to you? When you understand what's important to you, not just from a career standpoint, but from everything, then you're willing to be 
non-negotiable on those things. For example, for me, like I'm, there's a certain amount that I'm willing to travel. And yeah, when I was in corporate, I used to travel all the time and I missed a lot of things for my kids because I was always on the road. And so now that I'm older, I, so I have a 20 year gap between my oldest and my youngest. So I still have younger kids at home. I'm unwilling to travel as much because I don't want to miss those things. So it's knowing like, what are the things that are important to you? And then having the confidence in in what you are doing and what you bring to the table that you can say no. And there are opportunities out there that will align with your values. So you don't just have to pick anything, you know, take any job, take any opportunity, stick to stick to those core values, stick to those non-negotiables and the opportunities are there. You just have to find them. That's awesome. Thanks so much. And uh, so we'll, go, we'll wrap up the episode. Is there any final messages you, you'd like to share with anybody? You know, kind of. The- I don't, yeah. Yeah. I would say, you know, we've talked a lot about mental health. We've talked about how this is, or I've talked about how this is an interesting environment that we're living in. And I think it's important for all of us to be aware of the energy that we're bringing into the space, whether it is a physical room or it's online. And how are you influencing those around you? Because you never know who's watching you and who's forming an impression and who's being affected by the energy, your words, you know, how you're coming across in a negative. It's it's easy for people to go on social media and put negative stuff, right? But how are you affecting other people by doing that? So I just really want people to think about and be aware of how are they coming across? What kind of energy are they bringing? Because that energy is infectious. It's contagious. So positive energy can light up a room. Negative energy can take it down, whether it's a virtual room and in person or whatever. And the other thing I, I just want to say is it's important for us to remember, you never know what someone else is going through. So always be kind. You know, again, you'll bring that positive energy and your kindness could be the thing that keeps someone from falling apart. I've been there before where I've been struggling. You know, it, it's tough when you're an entrepreneur and you got five kids, you're balancing stuff. I was I was traveling once and I was I was struggling in the Admirals Club and I was getting breakfast and I was dropping things and I was on the verge of tears because I was just like, people were looking at me like, what is wrong with this person? But I was just so tired from all the traveling. And this one guy said to me, he's like, it's okay. He's like, take your time. He's like, I'm not in a rush. And that interaction, like that made all the difference in the world in that moment. And so you never know who's struggling mentally, who's had a bad day. And so your kindness can can just mean a world of difference to someone. Uh, that's awesome. I, I love that. That's clearly a spike uh, after scoring a, a touchdown uh, <laughs> yes. using the football me- metaphor. But no, I, I think that's awesome. Uh, and, and thank you for bringing your, your amazing energy today to my audience and, and to the world and all the great messages that you're putting together. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate being on. All right. And everybody, as always, we always wish you peace and love. And when you need to swing a bat, find your sweet spot, whatever you do, and I hope you knock it out of the park. Have a great day. I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither, and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. Follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Back. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. 
You can find all those links and more info at davidchemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just to chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring it back for what you believe in. Namaste. Namaste.